it's okay, Jules. You can always um, play back anyway. Right, Laura, put the share screen on. I don't know where the rest of our gang are today. So we've done attachment before in um, in the inner circle, which was a long time ago, and it was done in a very different way to um, how we're doing it today. So it can be a more we can digest things easier this way rather than me just talking about it. I'm bored in the back, thanks for blank screen. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks so much for everyone um, for being here. So how we show up in our relationships. Now our relationships are friendships, co-workers, significant others, family members, you know, relationships is a big part of our life, isn't it, for all of us. There are four attachment styles. And during this workshop, you're going to learn um, how our early childhood development impacts our behavior and adult relationships. And what the best tools are to start the healing process so that we can feel secure in our relationships. Okay. We're ready to go. It's important to understand that none of these attachment styles are labeled as healthy or unhealthy. They're simply descriptions of the way we act in our other relationships and they're not formed with judgment. They're just um, ways in which we learn what love is as a baby, basically. Um, our our attachment styles is formed from when we're born up until around 18 months. I won't go into too much because I know there will be more on this slide. Um, but basically, it's just having all of our needs met. And it's not to say either that any parents are good or bad. Um, a lot of parents are not bad, do, don't have this information. This is science and the studies done. Um, by Baldy and Ainsworth, which are all, you know, real along line. This is psychology, this is my opinion, this is, this is a lot of research and evidence studies being done on this that day back. Okay, we'll move on to the next one. What is attachment? Attachment is an emotional bond that forms in our early childhood based on our parents' behaviour. Unconscious patterns become set in place by the time that we are two years old. Our attachment style is the poor, of how we form adult relationships, whether they are romantic, with family or with friends. This is the answer to why we show up, how we do in our relationships. So attachment disturbance. An attachment disturbance is a dysfunctional relationship pattern that we can repeat as adults. The patterns are a consequence of our conditioning during early childhood. This is why we seem to continue to recycle patterns and a lot of our relationships will um, mirror parents as well. Um, during early childhood from our parents or caregivers, attachment disturbances cause us to form an insecure attachment style. This will affect how we show up and what we are attracted to in relationships until we focus on understanding our needs to move forward. So what are four attachment styles? So 56% of the world population are secure. 
The secure attachment style implies that a person is comfortable expressing their emotions openly. Adults with secure attachment style can depend on their partners and in turn let their partners rely on them. Relationships are based on honesty, tolerance, and emotional closeness. The secure attachment style type thrive in their relationships, but they also do not fear being on their own. So they don't cling to anything like you are my survival, like if you go, like my life's over. Uh, that's known as, as codependency. I will go. I will go off on it. They do not depend on their responsiveness uh, or approval of their partners, and tend to have a positive view of themselves and others. That's fifty-six percent of the population. I just want to make a note here that our attachment style can fluctuate as well, depending on who we choose to surround ourselves by. We can be triggered at different times. Anxiously attached. The anxious attached uh, adult often seeks approval, support, and responsiveness from their partner. 20% of the world population are this um, style. I believe many more than 20% have these tendencies. Um, these studies are obviously some way back. I would like to do um, statements like one of this day and age because I do believe that more people are this attachment style. Um, so people with this attachment style value the relationships highly. So they put the other person on the type of pedestal. They're often anxious and worried that their loved ones are not as invested in the relationship as they are. A strong fear of abandonment is present here and safety is a priority. The attention, care and responsiveness of the partner appears to be the remedy for anxiety. So it's like a constant reassured. You just need to be reassured, 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 reassured. On the other hand, the absence of the support and intimacy can lead to anxious, preoccupied type and become more clingy and demanding. Preoccupied with the relationship and more as a, a, a more desperate for the love, like, like a need for the validation. I believe that a lot more people are this attachment style because as children, we learn that, um, you know, we do something well, it's like, Oh, brilliant, well done, brilliant, brilliant. So we find that we tend to relive that pattern as um, you know, the people pleasing and stuff like that to, to get our sense of like validation. Um, okay. So dismissive avoidance. The dismissive avoidance type would often perceive themselves as a lone wolf, strong, independent, and self-sufficient. Not necessarily in terms of physical contact, but rather on an emotional level. These people can have high self-esteem and a positive view of themselves. They can come across confident and charming, but a fear of abandonment is also present here. That's the reason why they tend to stay away from emotional closeness. The reason for closeness, but not too close. The dismissive avoidant type tend to believe that they don't have to be in a relationship to feel complete. They do not want to depend on others and have others depend on them or seek support and approval in social bonds. 23% of the population are dismissive avoidant. Again, I believe it's higher. Uh, adults with this attachment style generally avoid emotional closeness. They also tend to hide or suppress their feelings when faced with a potentially emotional dense situation. In turn, they struggle to feel any type of real connection. So for us to 
feel something real, we would have to be open to emotional closeness. And a lot of people are missing out in life, in all the relationships around them, to the fear of abandonment. So while this attachment style can come across very confident, the reason that they tend to stay out of things is obviously a fear of, of being hurt. Um, so in attachments, what we find is um, these, these bonds are formed based on how our um, caregivers responded to our needs. Now, it could just be a cry. Now, years ago, as we all know, if you, pick it, if you pick them up every time they cry, they're going to be spoiled. Leave them alone. Don't be picking them up. Like that's what we were taught. This is when attachments is formed. When we cry, we expect our needs, our pride to be heard. As we grow into adult relationships, if those needs wasn't met, we don't reach out. We don't cry anymore because we learn subconsciously that when we cry, we our needs don't get met and this often uh, in all attachment styles um, we sacrifice our voice and what we want to say because we have a subconscious pattern of our needs not being met does this make sense so far yeah okay so there's another there's another one more attachment style is fearful avoidance Right, think of fearful avoidance. If we look at what we've looked at so far, we've got a secure attachment style, we've got an anxiously attached, and we've got a dismissive avoidance. Think of the anxiously attached as needing more, and think of the dismissive avoidance as pushing away. That'll make it really easy to differentiate those two attachment styles. Now, when we come into this attachment style, think of this attachment style as a mix of the both attachment styles. So it's a, it's a want, and then it's a push, and it's a, it's a this. So fearful avoidance, fearful avoidance tends to show up, um, to show unstable and ambiguous behaviors in their social bonds. They have a full and push dynamic, a hot and cold. They normally have a need for high contribution in the world. So a really, really deep, 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 deep soul. Um, for adults with this style of attachment, their partner and relationship themselves are often the source of both desire and fear. So it's sort of like the heaven and the, and, and the hell. Uh, fearful avoidance people do want intimacy and closeness. It's really key to, to, to bring that to like the forefront that every single, every single attachment cell wants it. Um, but obviously it's just the fears and like the abandonment within it and that, that tends to um, be the driver of our behaviours. The avoided people do want intimacy and closeness, but at the same time, the experience could be trusting and depending on others. They do not regulate their emotions well and avoid strong emotional attachments due to their fear of abandonment. 1% of the world is this attachment star? Now, this is science and studies, and I have read a paper on this. Um, if anyone wants to read it, let me know. Can read the link. Um, 
of intent to be saved of all of these. It's one of the things, one of the things that I'm most interested in because I believe that it's it's the drive in how we show up in our life. And um, because these this this style is formed when we are in a, a state of different um, deeper consciousness. So when we're that age, we're, we're, we, we so, we're like a sponge, we soak everything in and we record everything at this age when this is formed. So all of our subconscious patterns uh, are ran from that time in our life. It's so crucial as to how we show up in life in general. Um, okay, so they are the four practices. What attachment style do you believe that you are and why? Just write that down now. If anyone's got any questions about any of the attachment style, please just ask. There's three things that like really changed my life once I learned them. And this is one of them. This is one of the things that had the biggest impact in my life. Learning. Um, with our attachment style, it tends to, once we understand this, we make a lot of sense of our whole life past. And um when we are an insecure attachment style, which is three out of the four, um, we tend to attract somebody that is also insecure. And this can be a boss, you know, it can be a friend. It doesn't have to be like a significant other. And this is where we have these needs that need to be met and we lose our personal power. Do not have an order in the internet. Okay, we'll move on to the next question. Okay, so are you anxious in your relationships? Signs that you may be anxious. Are you constantly thinking about how happy you make your partner or the people within your life? Do you overthink the words that people say to you? And the actions, like a million and one scenarios in your mind, all go out of control. Do you find it hard to trust in your relationships? Do you cling to the relationships for happiness and purpose? So do you believe that it's like 
that's got a huge part of, of your happiness as well and that relationship and if it went you'd be you'd be barely like Are you avoidant in your relationship? So signs that you may be avoidant, do you often pull away when your partner tries to get close to you? Do you always look for things that could go wrong? Are you looking for issues or flaws in your partner? Do you have a hard time being vulnerable um, in your relationship? So, you know, just like saying what you feel. Sometimes we don't say what we really feel because we're fearful of rejection the consequences that make me feel sacrificing um, not the same what one science of those nowadays. So can you identify any anxious or avoiding traits in any of your relationships? I just want to make a note as well here that we do all have little bits of tendencies and everything. You will be one style but don't think oh I'm that and I'm that so I'm both like the will be um you will be like primarily one and you can change as well Okay, I don't want to ask question. How does attachment affect our daily lives? Our attachment styles shape the way that we approach our relationships. It affects how we communicate our needs and it may even predict the quality and duration of the relationships. The influence of attachment even goes beyond relationships. It impacts the way we interact socially or at work. Most importantly, it impacts the way we feel about ourselves. The good news is that we can develop secure attachment style as an adult, even if we didn't secure in childhood. Integral attachment styles make it difficult for many people to have secure, intimate and connected relationships. I believe that there's a very small percentage of the world who have a secure, intimate and connected relationship. And I believe that this is the answer. 
because no one knows what attachments that they are. So understand the needs to be able to communicate the needs. If you are in a relationship with a, an avoidant person as such, someone who is dismissive avoidant, for them to feel their attachment style and for you to feel yours, you both have to be aware of the attachment style because each one is a different language. So if you were in a relationship with an avoidant person, you would tend to um, speak lightly, like more surface and not be like deep and because that terrifies them. And then even if they listen and they act like the present, subconsciously they've switched off through fear. Whereas anxiously, if you were in a relationship with somebody who was anxiously attached, you would make sure that you made the extra effort to when you came into the home, the first thing you would do is say hello to them. Because when you're in an anxious relationship, the being ignored is like like a knife in the chest. It really, really hurts. But if someone who wasn't anxiously attached wouldn't be aware of that and wouldn't mean to be hurting the other person. So there's a lot of people who are in pain all over the world in the relationship that aren't getting the needs met because they don't understand what the needs are. And then people think there's something wrong with them and there's not. It's just communicating what it is that they need. And this, this theory of attachment style has scientifically helped people worldwide to understand and be able to put themselves in a category to, to get a clear understanding and how they can communicate. I think we had more based on this last time. I've given you this, you communicate like this. It would be... Um, do you know what, um, Laura, are we able to put that on the end of the quiz or something? Like how to show up. It was a really, really good set of content that we did on that. So it would be good to them to get that to everyone. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Like do this and do that and do this and do that. It would give you more of an insight. Okay, we're going to the next one. How do you feel your daily life is affected by your attachment? Wow, this makes so much sense to me. I knew you'd love this, Leanne. I knew it. It really um, helps us understand. Making me feel more normal. Yes. There's nothing wrong with us. There's nothing wrong with us. Any of us. It's just an understanding of um, getting an understanding of ourselves, isn't it? So we can communicate things better. That's it. And everyone, everyone feels these things as well. You know, like it's not, we tend to think it's just us or like there's something wrong with us. It's the whole fucking world. Mm 
Okay, let's move on to the next question. How are attachment styles? How are our attachment styles formed? According to psychiatrist John Bowlby, our early childhoods with our parents and caregivers shape the way we perceive and act in relationship throughout our lives. So how does it work? As infants or children, we are dependent on our parents or family caregivers. We need them for survival. We have no other option than to attach to them and trust that they will take care of our needs. In most cases, parents will do their best to satisfy all needs and provide us with warm and nurturing environments. If they are attuned and responsive to our needs, we are able to build a secure and stable relationship with them and consequently a secure attachment style is formed. Yet, if they are not, or if we perceive that our needs are not met, we are likely to develop one of three attachment styles categorized as insecure. When a child is born, they automatically expect that their caregivers will satisfy their needs. The baby uses physical cues such as crying to notify the caregivers that something's wrong and trust that they will take care of the issue. Parents who manage to raise children with a secure attachment style simply do not break that trust. Yeah, but this is not always as simple as it sounds. It is essential to understand that there is no such thing with a perfect parent. Our parents and caregivers did not know any of this information. And even if they did, you know, how do we um, meet every single need? You know, so if this has got nothing to do with the level of parents and skill, obviously, if, if there was trauma and, and, and toxic environment growing up, it can have a huge part to play. Um, I went into this um, attachment style, like got obsessed with this attachment style because I was in foster care. So I thought that the, I knew that there'd be like work to be done somewhere. But my primary years, I was at home. So it wouldn't have affected that. But I lived out the same pattern in my life with relationships of um, the record that I had subconsciously. So I can pinpoint the exact feelings that I got from a person in a relationship and how that went back to feelings that I had then. Now, our subconscious mind is a record of the past. It doesn't know beautiful, bad, or great. It doesn't know any of that. All it knows is familiar. So it searches out the familiar. What feels like home? That's what our that's what our mind, our brain is is going to. It's what it's attracted to. So this is why we can we can get a pull towards things that are not necessarily good for us because our brain goes, ah, oh, I'm home, this is it. Because it's all that knows, it's familiarity. Okay. So five conditions necessary to raise a child with a secure attachment. So number one, our child feels safe. As a parent, we want our child to feel protected. If our child feels protected, it feels safe, and this conveys the message to them that they are loved and lovable. I want you to think about getting a child as well during these kind of things. 
because this is where reparenting comes in and how we reparent our needs. So think about your children or your inner child. Number two, our child feels seen and heard. Children learn very early on what responses they get when they signal a need. To feel secure, they will expect a prompt, predictable and accurate response. For example, when I signal that I'm hungry, I get fed. When I signal that I'm upset, my caregiver soothes me. This in a child stuff as well, like, you know, speak yourself talk, speaking back to yourself when you're upset or you need, you need nurturing love. And we, we respond to ourselves as, what's wrong with you? Like, this isn't, this isn't how we build secure attachments. Our child feels comfort, soothing, and reassurance. Helping our child manage their distress and frustrations will help them develop an internal model of being soothed and comforted. Over time, our child will develop the ability to manage his or her own distresses and self-soothe. Our child feels valued. Feeling valued begins in infancy and is the foundation of healthy self-esteem development. Parents who raise children with a healthy self-esteem repeatedly express their joy about who the child is rather than what the child does. The focus is on being rather than doing. No matter what they do, they're still valued then this is how people form attachments to um, become overachievers or attach value to, um, you know, their achievements. Speaking for a friend. <coughs> Our child feels supported to explore. Our children need to feel supported to explore their world joyfully and safely. This sense of security supports our child to explore, discover, succeed and fail. And through such desperation, our child develops a good, autonomous, strong and unique sense of self. Explore here how your early childhood may have influenced your own personal attachment style and your relationships with others.
do you share how you feel within your relationships? Are you okay with being vulnerable? Do you sacrifice your voice? Do you do you have boundaries? You have expected outcomes, you know. You're okay with allowing things to come and go. Okay, we'll move on to the next one. It's important to understand that attachment style may change depending on the relationships that we are in. Quite often we attract others that are a similar attachment style. If we are an insecure attachment style, this may lead to toxic connections. Some can be more painful as we can relive old pains. Let's look at the anxiously attached and dismissive of avoidance, for an example. Dismissive avoidance is pushing away and anxiously attached is pulling towards. So it's a constant need for love, validation, warmth, um, comfort, affection, and it's constant rejection. Over and over and over and over and over and over. And the more closer you get, the, the more fearful the avoidant would get. You know what I mean? The, the, an avoidant person feels suffocated. They just, they just need a bit of space. They like, they feel like you just want too much, and an anxiously attached will feel like you're just not giving enough. So, what are the characteristics of a secure attachment style that we are working towards building for ourselves? So 10 signs of secure attachment style and adult relationships, we can communicate our needs effectively. We can comfort with closeness and mutual dependency. We are comfortable being alone and use that time to explore. We are great at bonding, bonding with, open enough to and trusting others. We can communicate our needs effectively. We have strong goal orientated behavior when on our own. We feel like we have an impact on the world around us. We are able to regulate our emotions and feelings in a relationship. 
we know what we are about in life and what purpose we want to fulfill, we actively seek emotional support from our partner and also give emotional support to our partner. What actions do you believe you can take personally to develop or strengthen a secure attachment style? Okay, let's move on. We're gonna have that sound problem now, aren't we? Let me just go Ooh, and take these out. That volume should be fine now. Sorry, let me just think of this message. said how ignoring an anxious person can really feel like a stab like a knife yeah so if you are pretty secure attachment style but your partner is a different style should you find out what they are needing and then try to meet their needs or should they try to change to become more secure well the goal for everyone is to become is to become secure but in order to them to become secure they need to be made to feel secure and that is in a partnership like a good job together to, to feel secure so it is up to your partner to communicate their needs but it's also um, up to you to you know try and to fill them but you can't sort of tell someone else what their needs are they need to tell you or you can't do nothing um yeah, and that's a difficult part if people don't know this. You know what I mean? But we've got something for you which will um you can send to people. And um yeah, 
we'll talk about that. Um, after this, so can everyone hear? There's like work going on in the background here. You all hear that? No. I can't hear anyone. I, I can hear it, Liz. Yeah, so it's no good then this. Right, just um bear with me a sec. Okay, that's better. Right, just let me know if you can hear me and you can hear the music. Can you hear me as well as the music, yeah? Uh, only when you're talking goes off. Yeah. So when I'm not speaking, the music's not there. Yeah. I don't understand this because I've just got the music next to the mic. Yeah, so you can hear me and you can hear the music. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so if we just inhale and exhale. Just breathe now, just get in this moment, it's three minutes. That's all it is, three minutes. So just stay here and inhale and exhale. I want you to imagine yourself now in a relationship, whether it be in work, a friend, or a partner. I want you to think about how you feel. What are the key things that bother you? What hurts? What hurts? Create some understanding around this now. I want you to open the door now, open the door, walk through. Here in this room, you understand your needs, you understand how you feel, you understand how you act and you understand how you show it and you're learning to communicate. So say it. This is how I feel. This is what I need. Anybody around you who loves you and cares for you, whether it's a friend, a co-worker or a partner, wants you to be seen, wants you to be loved and wants you to be accepted. Feel accepted. So communicate. And remember, anybody who doesn't, 
maybe you need to take a look at why you would want somebody in your life. And remember, we are treated how we treat ourselves. What we accept is what will continue. So from now on, understand you, your needs, and use your voice. Welcome back. Welcome back. So just write down now. Um, how you felt. Does anything come up for you there? I don't know what's just happened there. Yes, we can lose what I can. I can see you and hear you. Okay, I can't. All the pictures have disappeared for me for some reason. They have changed for me. They've 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 changed the format, but um... yeah, I don't know. Um... Oh, it's come back. That was bizarre. Not happening. Okay, so let's talk about this then. Um, has anyone got any questions? I think we've lost a few people as well. Um, has anyone got any questions? I'm a bit lost on my style, to be honest, Liz. I feel like I'm, um, I feel I'm secure, but then from the visualisation, I felt like that I need to feel valued, loved and appreciated, but I think that I already feel those. Maybe I feel them from me, though, I don't know. I'm just a bit confused by this one. Maybe I don't know what I want. Okay, 
the thing with these tech what are you things? doing <laughs> here we go i can hear now <laughs> i was in with the wire maybe that was help <laughs> no they're not working so you feel like you need to be valued in your relationship but you feel secure as well yeah, I don't know if it's a if it's an inner child trait that's coming out because when we did the five things um, that children need, um, I didn't I I did as a child I didn't feel comfortable or I didn't have any reassurance. So I don't know if that's where it's coming from rather than my adult life. I'm not sure. I just feel confused. So basically, what you're saying is you're not sure that. If you feel what you're feeling. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's in the present or if it's from from how I felt as a child. I don't yeah, know why I'm getting like confused. Now? No, I feel I have those, but it came up in the visualization that that's what I need, but I feel I have them. So I don't know. I mean, we all want to feel like valued in our relationships that's what makes us an insecure attachment style yeah we all we all so we should you know we all yeah. we all want that so what come up in the visualization that i needed i needed to be valued loved and appreciated like that's what i want but i feel that i have that okay so what's the problem i don't know <laughs> Gosh, I overthink everything. Like, like why I'm I thinking? I'm like, give me a problem. I don't know what to do without a problem. I'm like, well, that's the problem. You know what it is? I think with this, with this, I don't have a problem, and I feel like I should. Like, I feel I'm secure, and I feel I've got what I need. So I'm looking for what I don't have. So I'm like, I'm looking for a problem. That's why I'm getting yeah. confused over this one. Okay, so basically, so I'm okay. Yeah, yeah. You're always okay, Beth. You're always okay. So oh, gosh. what we've got now is um if you go onto the app yeah. or, and click on quiz, there's been a quiz created that is gonna help you to find out what your attachment style is if you don't know already. Okay. And there's a quiz on there, and this is really helpful if you want to know someone else's so they can do it. Yeah, okay. I probably um, just need validation as always, to be honest. I just need okay. your app. I just need your app to tell me that I'm right, probably. <laughs> yeah, you are secure. Okay. I'm good. I thought so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just um it's just understanding what we are, isn't it, really? Yeah. I don't have a problem then, Liz, sorry. No. Okay, well, that's great. That's yeah, great. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, I need to find a problem right I now. I need a problem. <laughs> I don't have a problem in this one. What's my issue? No, that's fine. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> How does everyone else feel? Good. Not good. Anything come up? Anything anyone wants to talk about? Any questions? We ne I don't know why we try and talk after these visualizations, you know, because we're just all asleep after them. Um, 
I'm good, definitely anxiously attached to that. Well, that's great, Leanne, that you know what you are now. You're going to create a lot of understanding around this. And I'm... It, um, it's helping you to um, communicate your needs, but you'll find that um, you'll attract a lot of um, emotionally unavailable people as well. So you'll probably attract like the most painful connection, the push and pull dynamic, like you want more as actually attached and them want less. Whereas if, if you fulfilled that need within yourself and you came together, you'd have more of a fulfilled attachment rather than never feeling like you're getting enough, you know? Um, I attract to get big ones. <laughs> See, and you know what it is as well, like attracting toxic. The first thing for us to ask is, what's our part that we play in that? Because we have all been toxic too. And looking at our traits and how we can heal them is when we start attracting different in, in, all, in, our, in our life all the time. So it's great to know what we are and why we are and what we need so that we can communicate it and we can sort of go, am I going to get my needs met? If no, we shouldn't have to be dragging that from something or someone. It should just be there. So it'll be, it'll help. Um, I think I'm fearful avoidance. Okay. I feel like I'm secure, but I feel like there is the odd trait of avoidance as I look for the bad stuff, but secure avoidance is an option. <laughs> yeah, um, it's good that we're developing, like, you know, an understanding around this. Like, I have, I've went from into all different of the attachment styles. Like, I've been anxiously attached and then I haven't got my needs met to that much of a point that I've into avoidance that then went into secure so it's very very important the people that we surround ourselves by because they can trigger different um attachment styles in us like and and anxiously attached had their needs met and then not met and then met and then not met so then when, when, when they get something, they want to keep hold of it because they feel like it's going to go again. So that's, that's with the anxiously attached, where there's the submissive avoidance, a, a very, very minimum, minimal of emotion, emotional attachment. Whereas you find a lot of families, you know, they're not really that, you know, they're not really an emotional type. It's just, how oh, are yeah, you? You're okay, and that's it. There's not really that, come here, give me a hug. How do you feel? And but this is where the dismissive can come from as well because no emotional needs were ever met. So they find it difficult to get theirs met and to meet anybody else's because it was never a thing. So it's it's really good to learn these inside out so that you I've just put a post on the story before so you can profile what what a secure person looks like for for us to be in, in the secure um connection. We need to be secure as well. Um, don't worry about abandonment like they're going to find someone better yeah which is all our inner child and self-talk and self-worth isn't it standing in our power it's all about building ourselves up so that we feel so strong no matter what 
happens in any relationship, we know that we can get up. Think of how many times we've failed in life. Think of how many times we fell down. And what did we do every time? We got back up. So no matter what happens, no matter who comes and who goes, creating that inner strength within us is going to help us to ease any of these fears of abandonment or anxiety. This connection, we're good. And this is why it's so important to fill our own cup up and work on ourselves first so that we're not reliant and we can create self-sufficiency around ourselves. And then it eases all them fears. We need something else if we feel like they're giving us something that we can't give ourselves. The inner child needs if they cry, then apply that to our own inner child. It makes so much sense. Yeah, it does like... Imagine if we're upset. Imagine imagine your child being as upset as you are and you respond to them the way you respond to yourself. And then we wonder why our, our attachment is the way it is. Like we need to be meeting our own needs so that we're not needing that validation from outside. Yeah, we are. Savage on ourselves. Great to everyone else. Oh, we're great to everyone else, but to ourselves. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that is it for our um, attachment workshop. Please go on to the app and fill in the quiz. I'd love to know what you think about it. Um, no. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. See you soon. See you next week, actually, yeah? Thank you.